Yo, what is up, Bulls fans? We are here, and welcome back to the Chicago Bulls Fan Pod, a.k.a. the Bulls Fan Pod. Please make sure you go, you tap in with us right now, and you drop a subscribe, as well as drop a like, as well as follow me on Twitter, at Bulls Fan Pod, literally, at Bulls Fan Pod. Follow me, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash H&B, as well as make sure you subscribe to our other YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Hoops and Brews for all of your basketball takes. We also cover the Clippers. So anything you want to know about the Clippers, make sure you go follow them as well. Uh, We're a reporter for the Clippers, but let's talk the Chicago Bulls today. So amazing, 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 amazing start for the Chicago Bulls. I cannot... I couldn't be prouder, to be honest. Like everything in every single dimension about what I wanted from them, I got from them. Um, and I think the camaraderie, the way that they look at each other, the way that they, you know, are, are pounding each other on the chest after they make shots, the way that they lifting each other's heads up when they miss them, I think that that is like, uh, I don't know. I haven't really seen this level of spirit in a Bulls team since the Joakim Noah days. And I think that largely in part, the Bulls have not played their best basketball, honestly. Like, they've played good basketball, but they haven't played their best basketball. And I think that there's another level that the Chicago Bulls can hit. And I think that when they do hit that level, we will see what I believe is the best team in the league. I don't believe any other team but the Chicago Bulls right now is the best team in the NBA. If you want to argue the Philadelphia 76ers, I'm okay with that. But as long as Ben Simmons is not on the basketball floor, that team is not better than the Chicago Bulls. So let's go ahead. Let's hop into some numbers and let's actually reevaluate where we are now. We're basically through eight games so far. The Chicago Bulls are 6-2 and two currently. So let's actually talk about the stars of the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar has been playing out of his mind out of his mind multiple 30 balls he looks like he's risen from the grave that is the san antonio spurs and greg popovich's offense and i think demar was just truly miserable in the san antonio i don't think he had any you know any real any real will to want to and i'm not saying go above and beyond demar is a is a consummate professional he's always going to be professional but I think that a little bit of his spirit was taken, you know, by being in that pop offense. And I think even you see a guy like Kawhi, his spirit looks a lot better. He's much more of a quote unquote fun guy since he left the San Antonio Spurs. So let's talk about DeMar. DeMar is averaging 27 points exactly on the nose right now this season through the first eight games. And he's giving you 3.6 assists. That's really what I wanted from him. Um, I personally thought that DeMar would, could maybe be the best player on this team this year. Pavi told me, you know, Zach Levine, other people were saying Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan is still the best mid-range basketball player in the game. Like, you could argue Kawhi, but I don't think Kawhi is as potent in the mid-range as DeMar. I think Kawhi is just is fairly potent from all different spots because Kawhi can shoot threes and he can make threes. And shout out to DeMar. DeMar has been taking threes. I told you guys DeMar DeRozan would be taking threes, and that is exactly what he is doing. He's been taking threes. He's been making them. I'm very proud of you, DeMar. Another guy that I'm very proud of, but I'm also slightly disappointed in, Zach Levine. Zach has been playing good this year. Has he been – has he played – as good as he played last year, this year, I'm not 100% sure that we're there. But, 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 I don't necessarily see the, 
the playmaking ability that I want to see from him. Like he's averaging a half an assist less a per game this year. How are you averaging half of a less assist per game this year and you have another score on your team that is averaging 25 a game? If anything, you should be averaging more assists. Now, I will say this. Nikola Vucevic has been god-awful this year offensively. This man is shooting 38.9% from the field goal range and he's shooting 28.1% from the three-point line. Absolutely garbage this year. He's averaging 13.8 points and I don't necessarily always feel him out there on the boards he needs to become more aggressive on the offensive uh glass as well as on the defensive glass and i think if he becomes more aggressive on the offensive glass his shooting percentages wouldn't be at 38.9 38.9 shooting for a center is disgusting it is disgusting nikola vucevic fix it fix it so as i said good team not a great team but we had a good start and i think that the good start that we're having is really something that we should be proud of. I think the the shining star for me for this Chicago Bulls team through the first eight games is actually Lonzo Ball. And I'm not going to read you any points, any rebounds, any assists. Lonzo's going to do what he does, and that's get you around 10 to 12 points, around 6 to 8 assists, and around 6 to 8 rebounds. What I'm really, really proud of Lonzo Ball is, is his shooting on the floor. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Field goal percentage-wise, you would want him to be in the above 45%. But he's shooting 41.9% from the field goal range this year, 40.7% from the three-point line, and he's shooting 83.3% from the free-throw line. That is amazing. Lonzo Ball, I watched him in Los Angeles as a Laker. Brick, free-throw after free-throw after free-throw after free-throw after free-throw after free-throw. Lonzo probably could have had a way, 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 way higher career average had he actually... Sorry, let me turn my mic down because I'm screaming. Lonzo probably have a way... Okay, I'm sorry. Turn it down. Okay, Lonzo would have a way, 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 way better time as a basketball player of the Los Angeles Lakers. He would have had a way better time had he just been able to hit some damn free throws. He was shooting 50, 40% from the free throw line. You're never going to captivate and, 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 and enthrall and make the people of Los Angeles happy shooting that poorly. So I'm proud of Lonzo Ball. Your hard work and dedication has paid off, and you deserve everything that you're getting now, and I'm proud of you, my brother. You did the damn thing, and you're not, you, you know, people thought that you would be an embarrassment in the bus I was saying from day one that you would not be an embarrassment, that you would not be a bust. I think that your value and you are the true X factor of the Chicago Bulls team. I think you and Javante Green will be the guys that will be the glue that will keep this team together. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about Patrick Williams. Unfortunately, in the New York Knicks game, Patrick Williams fell down, I believe, on a play with Mitchell Robinson. They got kind of caught up, fell, landed on his arm. Now he's out of here. Got to get surgery on his wrist for a dislocated wrist. So he's out for the rest of the season. So that sucks because I thought that he was coming into his own. But I think next year he'll come back even better. Um, you, know, you know, his legs aren't hurt. His hand is hurt. So I think he'll still be able to go and work out 
And I think once he's actually in a good enough space, he'll be fine. Like he also looked like he grew a bunch. He looked at least like he's like 6'10 this year. And last year he looked more like 6'8-ish. So shout out to Patrick Williams. Get better soon, man. We, we you, know, you know, we can't wait for you to come back next year. But let's go ahead. Let's break down this Bulls team as a whole and just kind of what's been going on with them. Um, the thing that I, you know, the reason why I'm upset with Nikola Vucevic is because I thought that Nikola Vucevic would actually come in and make the Bulls offense better. Um, and I haven't necessarily seen him make the offense better. He's a great screen setter, but I think you can get anybody, you can get Kevon Looney to come and set screens with all due respect, especially if you're averaging 13.8 points, shooting 38% from the field goal range and you're seven feet tall. Anyways, 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 sorry. So, the Bulls are currently 16th right now in the NBA in terms of scoring. They're at 108.2, which is very, 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 very middle of the pack. Um, obviously, they don't have the high, you know, flying, um, you know, dynamic offense that the Charlotte Hornets have because they just don't have that many young guys that can just run. And also, you have Vucevic, and they have Plumlee and Bridges and PJ Washington who can all get out and run on a break. Um, but the Bulls, in my personal estimation, should be above like. 16th in the league in offense and I think part of that is like my issue with Billy Donovan I I like this team's ability to be able to come back when they're down but offensively it seems like every game or every other game they're going through a phase in which they can't score for the beginning of the game even if you look back to the uh, the Bulls game versus uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, they had multiple droughts where they didn't score for three minutes. And that, to me, is unacceptable, especially when you have the scorers that you have in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. I think offensively, they need a jolt. And now I do believe Kobe White will be that jolt whenever he comes back. Um, the Chicago Sun-Times reported that Kobe White is in a controlled contact rehab uh, and there's no timetable on his return. So he will return when he returns. Um, but they can desperately use him to be honest. Let me see. That. Yeah. They, I mean, they can desperately use him. Actually, my second page has got no notes because we got something to talk about. So defensively, the Chicago Bulls team has been lights out offensively. I really worry about this team because I do think that Zach still has the tendency to want to do old Zach things, but I think Zach should be looking for a new Zach wave uh, as in like, when the shots aren't there, don't shoot them. Just pass the ball and get someone else an open shot. One of the greatest you know, quotes in NBA history and sports history, really, to me, was from Greg Popovich when he was asked about you know, Kawhi Leonard's greatness and when he thought Kawhi Leonard transitioned to being a great player. And he said, I believe he said something to the tune, and I'm paraphrasing, that Kawhi Leonard became a great player once Kawhi Leonard uh, realized that when Greg Popovich calls a play for Kawhi Leonard, that is not necessarily for Kawhi Leonard to score. It's for the team to score. And that I think Zach Levine still fights with and argues with. Like I think DeMar has plenty of times in the game where he ebbs and flows with the offense, which is why you can see him get 30 because he'll get the ball for a spurt and then score in spurts versus Zach is just like constant, full, 100, 110%. 
think Zach is one of those guys still where, and this is why I say he's not the best shooting guard in the NBA, is like the game to me still has not completely slowed down for Zach Levine where he's reached that God level. Like some players, some guys actually are able to slow the game down and everything slows down. If you watch the game from the front court or sideline or your press box or the game moves really, really fast when you're up close. And I think Zach still moves a little bit too fast. And I just want him to think more like a playmaker and think about getting guys like Alice Caruso more shots. Think about getting, um, 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 you know, you know, the rookie Io um, some more shots. Think about getting um, Javante Green some more shots. Think about getting Nikola Vucevic easier shots at the rim so Nikola Vucevic's shots aren't always like top of the key mid-range or three because Zach is in the mid-range dribbling, trying to create a step back or fade away from the mid-range. Like that doesn't really set their offense up in a great position to me. And I think part of that lies on, on Zach Levine. Part of it lies on Billy Donovan and coaching because you have to realize that you can't ask Nikola Vucevic to be a player that only plays 15 feet and out when he's a guy that's used to playing all over the floor and I understand with the spacing dynamics with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine but I think Zach Levine should take it upon himself to say I need to average six assists if I average six assists that means that every game another person on the team is get no every game two other people are getting a bucket instead of me because he's going to get his shots anyways. They're going to come in rhythm. I don't believe that DeMar should be the person taking the last shot of the game anymore after that New York debacle. But I do believe that Zach should. But Zach should just because he's got the balls to do it. But that doesn't mean that you always have to be the guy to take the shot. And that has always been my biggest issue with Zach Levine is that he can score. But what else can he do? Like, and I understand he's averaging 4.4 assists, but he's down a half of an assist from last year, and the team was not as good last year. He did have the ball in his hands, quote-unquote, more, but he's still getting the same amount of scoring opportunities that he had last year. He's just not being a playmaker. And in order for you to be the best shooting guard in the league, you have to have some ability to be a playmaker. And I'm sorry, I understand some guys just get buckets. But even a guy like Bradley Bill, he gets buckets, but he can also dish the ball. James Harden, he can get buckets, but he's averaged 11 assists. Devin Booker, he can get buckets, but he's proven that he can get other people buckets on that bad uh, Suns team. That was the reason why I was so mad at Devin Booker in the finals last year, because he stopped creating opportunities for other people and only thought about scoring and getting his stuff off because they were on the biggest stage. And people can say what they want to about Michael Jordan, but when his teammates were open, Mike passed him the ball. That's my only thing about it. So we'll see what happens. But the positives for the Bulls are that they are the ninth in the NBA in terms of offensive rating. So if Nikola Vucevic can pull it together and become the all-star that he formerly was, I think they'll be fine. If he can't, then this team will be a rocky team and we'll have to have our conversations about what happens in the future in the future. But as I was saying on Hoops and Brews last week when we did the Knicks versus the Bulls live stream, um, for me, for the Bulls, it's not about them um, you know, losing or taking a loss. I didn't think that they would go six and two. I did say that I thought, and I've said it early on in the season, I thought the Bulls could maybe go 14 and four. But six and two is like you only got six games left. And 14 and four, 
I mean, hey, you you know what I mean? Like, it's not that necessarily far out, you know, you know, you know, far-fetched. And actually, that's a lie. They actually have 10 games to go. But still, with the 10 games that they have to go, they're, they, you, know, you know, they've spotted themselves a six-game lead, really. The Bulls are always playing from behind. So for us to have a lead in the conference and be in the mix, we just have to keep pace. And I don't think that DeMar and the team and Billy uh, Donovan is going to let this happen. And I also think that the buyout market will be the hugest and most essential piece for the Bulls um, championship aspirations. Uh, But yeah, man. So let's go ahead. Let's drop the notes. Let's stop talking about the Chicago Bulls from this season. And let's talk about my man's Scotty Pippen. I had Reed Jack, um, a.k.a. Jack Silverman, uh, the Chicago historian slash writer um, on the second episode of this show. And I asked the question, is Phil Jackson a racist? And I said that based upon comments that Scottie Pippen made. And then me and Jack sat on the show and we found a few comments from him that sounded pretty racist. So I took Scotty at his word. If you think Phil's a racist, you think Phil's a racist. I will never be the guy to tell another black man, oh, you can't say that guy's a racist. Like, nah, if he did some racist shit to you, he's probably a racist. Um, I, I believe that certain white people do aim to toe the line because they think it makes them feel edgy and cool. But I don't think that's what Phil has been doing. Phil has made it very clear that he feels the way that he feels. And he has basketball reasonings for him feeling the way he feels. So back to my man, Scotty. Scotty dropped his new book, Unguarded. He dropped the liquor um, about four months ago. And he's been taking shots at Mike. Shots at Mike. Shots at Mike. Shots at Mike. The last dance was a Michael Jordan propaganda piece. The last dance was for for Michael Jordan to prove to the new generation that he's better than LeBron. He ain't got to prove to the new generation he's better than LeBron because the new generation don't give a goddamn about Michael Jordan. And the last dance didn't do that either. LeBron is LeBron. LeBron is this generation's Michael Jordan. Kobe was the last generation's Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan is fucking Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Get over yourself. He's fucking Michael Jordan, bro. You're not Mike. You're not MJ. Anyone. Jackson. Jordan. You're not even Tyson. You like Tito in the goddamn Jackson 5. Scotty. I feel you, my mans, and you might have always felt this way, but give me a break. How many times are you going to take a shit on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls are your legacy? Sorry, I got my damn ear itching from just even thinking about it. Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls are your legacy, big dog, whether you want to agree with it or not. You can drop dead tomorrow, and we will remember you as being a Chicago Bull and Michael Jordan's best teammate. Get over yourself, Scotty. Michael has never disrespected you. He has never downplayed what you did with the organization he has never downplayed you as a teammate he has never downplayed you as a human even when you was going through your contract shit when Derek, when, i'm sorry when jerry ransdorf told you not to sign that goddamn deal you still signed it because you said you needed to secure the future for your family and even mike took up for you publicly in the media but it's your fault because you signed the contract and Jerry Reinsdorf said he told you that and you said, I don't care. Give me the 10 years. Was it 10 years, 10 million? 
You did that. Who are you mad at? Why are you mad? And everybody wants to say, oh, well, he going through a rough time because of what happened with Larsa Pippen. I don't want to hear that. The people who say in regards to his son, um, you, know, you know, obviously Scotty had a son, um, you know, who unfortunately passed away. And I do offer my deepest condolences to Scotty. So if that is a contributing factor into why, according to people, you've snapped, even though I don't believe you've snapped, um, you know, my sincerest condolences go out to you. But people wanting to use this Larsa Pippen thing to make it seem like you're going crazy over a woman is a little bit foolish to me. Stop it, guys. You guys are tripping. Scotty has always been jealous of Mike. And this is just another microcosm, another example, another motherfucking notch on the belt of Scotty Pippen hating on Michael Jordan because he's not Michael Jordan. You're Scotty Pippen. You are Scotty Pippen for a reason, G. Be Scotty Pippen. Stop talking about Mike. You want to talk about how the last dance wasn't all about the Bulls and it was about Mike? Yes, because it's Mike. And the only reason we know you is Scotty is because you playing with Mike. Like, come on, G. At a certain point in time, it got to be some personal fucking accountability taken on your behalf, Scotty Pippen. You got to stop sitting up here acting like Mike been wronging you and Mike been trashing you and talking shit about you. Mike ain't did nothing wrong to you. And every single time you get the opportunity, you take a shit on him. You want to call Phil Jackson a racist? Cool. Go ahead. Call him a racist. I'm not going to argue against it. But don't act like Michael Jordan wasn't there when you got inducted into the Hall of Fame. and You called him a good teammate. Don't act like he ain't stand by your side and he didn't and he, he wasn't there for you when you needed him to. Because you could have asked any goddamn body except for Michael Jordan. And I've gotten to know a lot of NBA players and former NBA players over the past year, two, three, four, five, since we've been covering the NBA. And a lot of NBA players don't like Michael Jordan. And if you always been one of them, then cool. Just say it. I never fuck with Mike. I never rock with Mike. Mike was never my homie. I never rock with him. I never liked him. We just won together. We was teammates like Shaq and Kobe. But you didn't do that. You played nice and you saved face, and now you want to switch up on the man. Make up your mind, Scottie Pippen. I'm done with this episode. Shout out to the fans. Anyway, shout out to the fans, man. I'm going to try to get back to doing this Bulls fan podcast um, You know more. I did two episodes right before the season started. It's my first official one of the season. I'm going to try to do these once every two weeks so that way we have enough juicy content to continue to talk about. I'm sure Scottie Pippen will say some more wild-ass shit. And excuse the language if you're watching this. But anyways, appreciate all of you all, fans, everybody. Please make sure you drop a like as well as subscribe, as well as go and follow me right now at Bulls Fan Pod. If you're listening to this podcast version, make sure you post it on your Instagram story or tag us in it at Hoops and Brews or at HNB Media. That's H, the letter N, the letter B, media, and we'll get up with you. And until next time, man, Chicago stand up. We're going to keep doing what we do. Make it do what it do. Damar and Zach, I told y'all we need 55 wins this year. 